Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of In the Author's Corner with ATN. I'm your host, ATN Gibbs, and today for the next half an hour, we'll be speaking with our guest, Bob Malinak, who has a book, and we're going to tell you more about it. But first, we're so happy to have him here. Let me just say hello to Bob. Good afternoon, Bob, and welcome to the show. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome, sir. You're quite welcome. Now... You have quite an extensive background. I want to just share a little about a little of it to our audience. But before I go into all that, basically, I would like you to um, tell the audience where are you born and where are you living now, and we'll go from there. Uh, I was born in Temple, Texas, which is a uh, relatively small city in in uh, central Texas. Uh, I. Uh, went to Rice University. It was then called Rice Institute here in Houston. And from there went to the university. Excuse me. And I live in Houston now. Fantastic, fantastic. So you're Texan all through and through. Yes, sir. My number one question to you, is it really true what they say about Texas? Everything is bigger in Texas? Well, it's uh, if you count the number of people that are moving into Texas now, certainly the answer to that would be yes. And geographically, okay. it's very, very large. Very good. Okay. Well, yes, we know you were born and raised in Texas, and you are attorney by profession. Now, my question is, how did you go from attorney to author? Well, uh I can start back from the beginning. Uh, when I was in law school, I was uh, privileged to be an, uh, an associate editor of the Law Review, which is a Texas Law Review, oh. which is a, uh, requires uh, writing, uh, legal writing, of course. Yes. Then uh, during the, uh, my professional career as a lawyer, uh, I was a trial lawyer, which required uh, writing uh, briefs on behalf of clients to advocate the positions of those clients uh, before trial courts, yeah. and as well as that, appellate courts. Uh, so I did a a, a lot of writing uh, in my professional career, but of course it was not anything like a novel. You have to you have a, you have to stick to the facts very carefully. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, I decided toward the very end of my career when I would, uh, uh, before I retired, uh, that I would, I'd like to write a novel. I've been reading all my life, and so I, and I'm a sports nut. I played uh, football, basketball, and baseball, and uh, I wrote a book 10 years ago. I wrote a book, sir? Go ahead. Now, I'm just saying it's coming together now, the sports and the writing, yes. Yes, yeah, so uh, I wrote a book about uh, and published it, self-published it about 10 years ago, 
and it was a story about a basketball and golf. I'm also a golfer. Uh, I, I, my, my, one of my very favorite authors is John Grisham, and I've read uh, virtually every book he's written. And as, as you know, he's written an awful lot about lawyers. And uh, yes. a good bit of the lawyers that he writes about uh, that are his characters are are I'll call sleazy for lack of a better word. Uh, and I, I read <laughs> okay. about I read about three plus years ago. Uh, I finished reading one of his books, and uh, and I decided that I'd like to write a book about lawyers who were upstanding, ethical, professional people. Uh, And I also decided, because of my uh, interest in sports, that I would uh, have a sports component to it. So uh, I sat down and wrote uh, about a uh, small-town boy named Ricky Braddock from Huntsville, Texas, who, as a young man, Uh young kid, as a young kid, Ricky... uh, went to a baseball game here in Houston in the Astrodome, and he was overwhelmed by the experience. And he decided then, at, as a, at age eight, uh, that he was going to be a major league pitcher. And he set his sights on that, exactly. and uh, he pursued that. Uh, through college, he went to my, my university, Rice University here in Houston, and uh, he was okay. a superstar. Uh, he became the, a, a superstar major league pitcher. Uh, and then as he was starting to peak, uh, he, a tragedy befell him. Uh, he lost his eye. And uh, there he was. His life, as he saw it, was over. Uh, Braddock, uh, Ricky Braddock, yes. was a very bright guy. His parents were both lawyers, both very bright uh, exceptional lawyers, and after he, uh, let, let's put it, after he went through his stage as a hermit, uh, when his mother confronted yes. him and told him the people in town were calling him a quitter, uh, he decided that he would become a lawyer too. So we've got a baseball oh. player who's become a lawyer, and uh, we go on from there. Fantastic. Okay. So let me just ask you this. So it's a novel, but how much of it is based on true facts in Texas? Well, uh, none of it is based on true facts. Uh, uh, None of it is based on true facts, but Oh, I see. There, okay. I was a trial. I okay. was a trial lawyer when I was uh, when I was a practicing lawyer, as I've, I've already mentioned, and I spent many many yeah. hours and many happy hours uh, in in the courtroom and preparing clients for court trials. And so, when Ricky becomes a lawyer, he becomes a trial lawyer, and much of the I stories see. that I tell about. The courtroom scenes, and 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 in the the nexus to the lawyer aspect of the book uh, is a courtroom and preparation for and what happens during trials. Uh, 
while none of it is based on actual facts, all of those cases that that are go throughout the story were based on the kinds of events that I experienced personally during the course of my career. So, sure. okay. uh, and, and, and most of the writing about uh, the, the law, if you will, is courtroom scenes, uh, interaction between the lawyers, the judges, the, uh, and jurors, and the like. I so, see. Well, now I know you have a Ricky Bradder book series. Does that mean yes. you have a volume two, volume three, volume four? There, How far there, there into is, the volume There is a volume there? two called When the Road mm-hmm. Ends that just came out this month, and it's now on oh. the market. Uh, the first book is called Roadblocks. It, it came on yeah. the market in October of last year. And I finished wow. and uh, have a second book of the series, which is the final book of the story. Well, since we mentioned the book titles, why not let our audience know where they can get copies of your book? Where, where are your books available, please? Well, uh, they can get them directly from me uh, uh, via email at Bob Malinak, B-O-B-M-A-L-I-N-A-K, at yahoo.com. Or they okay. can be purchased at Amazon through Amazon. At Amazon.com. Sure. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thanks for sharing that. We'll come back All to right. that address later on in the show. Okay. Now, let's talk about being an author. When you sit down right. to write, what is the strategy you write when you create a book? How do you do it? Well, uh, the first thing I tell myself is is to be sure you know what you're writing about. Don't, uh, and for, yeah. for example, if I, I would never be able to write a detective story because I don't know anything okay. about solving crimes. But I do know about sports, and I knew, do know about the law. So I sat down Makes and sense. decided that first I wanted to write about a, law, uh, a lawyer, or lawyers, yes. pardon me, lawyers, plural, and then uh, okay. add the baseball component to it. And I, I just, as I sat down, I, the first thing in, you'll read in the book, in, in Roadblocks, is the uh, the uh, transcript of a trial. And, uh, oh. and, uh, and, and, and then it goes on from there. As I told you, uh, uh, Ricky Braddock, uh, the, the young man yes. who lost his eye, uh, turns out to be a trial lawyer, and it turns out to be uh, th- to happen that his first first personal client was a young man named Tim Henderson, who was uh, mm-hmm. involved in a bizarre situation that led for led him to be charged with uh, breaking and entering to rob, not uh, attempt to rob wow. a, a convenience store. So there we have, as we move along, we have Braddock representing Henderson uh, in a criminal trial. Uh, And as as you go through the book, you'll find that Ricky, uh, that Tim Henderson becomes a protege 
of Ricky Braddock, who persuades him oh. to get on the right path and teaches him how to to be a pitcher and sets him on the okay. road to be a major league pitcher. Wow. So you have a mentor and a mentee. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the, the mentor by this point is the trial lawyer and the mentee is a teenage kid. Uh-huh. And, and there's uh-huh. a, an incident in the in the book, uh, a trial in the book, uh, that uh, uh, that's the trial of a, a situation in a situation where Tim Henderson was accused of a uh, uh, of a serious uh, negligence event, uh, and uh, so we've got a negligence trial with Tim Henderson personally involved in that too. Uh, and it goes okay. on from there. Okay, okay. Now, when you sit down to write, as I asked earlier about your strategy, do you put in mind not only first thing first writing what you know about, but do you take into consideration the audience, or do you take into consideration getting the book done your way? I, I take into the, the, the latter. I, I take into consideration doing it my way, and uh, hopefully yeah. the, uh, it will appeal to a broad sector of the community. Okay. So in that, in that sense, then, what's your target audience when you write a book about sports? Is this a general sports or particular baseball? or My target, audience would, and, would, and, and uh, my target audience would be, and uh, uh, as, as, you, as people will see when they get into the second book, of the series, uh, and a golf component is added as well. Uh, my target is really people who are interested from the sports angle, interested in sports in I general. See. Yes. Now I have to ask you this. I've looked through your, I don't remember exactly where I saw it, but the material that I received about the pictures you put together, fantastic. Lou, one second one liners from sport personnel, baseball players throughout the years. Did you create that on your own or is that something that uh, was available? Uh, I'm sorry, the, we I lost you there, uh, sir, and would you please repeat that question? No I'm not sure I understood it. Oh, sure. Yes. I have some pictures I got of your from your website of one liners of sports individuals, athletes. Oh. And I was so impressed with the one-liners. It really sold a message. Uh, Yogi well. Bear and his one-liners and other, yeah. So my question was, did you create that yourself or did you find it somewhere else and, oh, I, and incorporate I'm, it? Uh, no, I, 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 I'm sorry. You were looking at somebody else's. I don't have a website and I don't have any any of that in, in either of my either one of the book one or book two of the series. I, I don't have any Could it be on Facebook, maybe? Uh, could it be on Facebook? Uh, it, it could be, but but I'd, it, okay. if there were one-liners, it, to the extent that you found one-liners, I created them myself. Okay, okay, good enough. Yes, uh, fantastic. All right, no problem. We'll move on. We'll move on. I was just impressed with that, and I thought that, 
it, it really spoke yeah. volumes. Every, everything in, the, in this Ricky Braddock series is my own creation. Yes. Okay, no problem. As a matter of fact, I'm on your Facebook page right now, and that's where I saw it. There you go. It's on your Facebook okay. page. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, let's continue with the questions that I had in mind for you. I'd like to know, basically, uh, where am I? <clears throat> what uh, personal experiences play a vital role in writing this book? I know you said about being a lawyer, but did you play sports yourself or particularly yes. football? Oh, or yes, I played, uh, I played uh, football, basketball, and oh. baseball in high school, and I played two years of uh, baseball in college. And I, as I said, I, I play. I still play golf. <laughs> okay, good enough. Now I have never really understood golf because I was a track man, and for us, we get in there, ran the race, and it's over with. Golf right. takes forever. To my perspective, so it's interesting how sports are sports, but they have different different ways of going about them. Okay, all right. So you do have the background in sports and is able to put together your 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 profession as an attorney, and you put that together as a story. And I have a good point to pass on to our audience that they don't have to create something brand new; they can just use what they know about, as you said, and go forward from there. Yes. So, with that in mind, yeah. Let me ask you this: Is that the same reason why the, you selected Texas as the background for the story? Because you're familiar with Texas already? Yes. The uh, virtually uh, 99% of the book is set in uh, the Huntsville, Texas, which is. Uh, uh, 60 miles north of Houston and Houston, Texas, where I went to college and where I have lived since 1961. Uh, and, yeah. and of course, there's okay. some, you know, as, as the baseball players, they play in St. Louis or Chicago or wherever. But uh, my my knowledge of Texas and and this area, this part of the of the state, uh, it is. Uh, predominant in, in why I had it set there. Fantastic. So you're true to your word. You stick with what you know about and you put that into your storyline and continue yes. the story through that. Yeah, that's good lesson to pass on to our audience. Fantastic. Okay. Now what is it that overall, you? what's the overall message you would like to read it to Connor after reading the book about Ricky Braddock's story? Uh, the the overall message that I, I'm trying to uh, get across is that, and and roadblocks the the title roadblocks uh, signifies yes. the kind of things that got it that uh, the, the curveballs, if you will, that life throws at us, yes. and how we deal right. with those those things that we don't expect to happen and that uh, adversely affect our lives and the overall message is is that well, there's two two points one that persistence in in 
getting through these roadblocks and getting on with a productive life is uh, essential. And number two, that one's values should take precedence. And by my, my values, I, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about money. What, what is really important to someone yeah. takes precedence over the amount of money they might be able to make. I see. Okay. What's important, uh, what's important uh, essentially is what makes a person happy. And not how much money the person can make. Right. In other words, you would say what makes them happy becomes their passion, and that passion becomes the driving force that gets them to do what they want to do, not because they have to, but because they want to. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Now, when people work from a passion, they do it, and they lose track of time, they lose track of money. They're not concerned about money. They're concerned about doing what they want to do, whether it's helping people, whether it's educating people, or whether it's just writing a story. And it sounds yes. to me like you have found your passion. In fact, you have double passions, yourself, sports, and the law profession. So you put those two together, and you came up as an author, not once, but twice. That's a good story to pass on. You are a story yourself, Bob. Thank you. I'm learning so much from you. You're Thank welcome, you. sir. You're welcome. Okay. Now, if we were to look at the, the Ricky Raddock story, and <clears throat> use it as a stepping stone, as a learning point, what would be the one word you would use to describe the story in terms of being an author? Uh, being an author, uh, I, 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 well, uh, persistence certainly is one thing, and uh, an ability sure. to pay it to to not get stuck on one thing that uh, that you believe should. There's only one way to do things. Is that I guess is what I'm saying. There's more than one approach to take more than one way to say something that gets your point across. And, and, and uh, for mm-hmm. example, if an, uh, an editor looks at your work and uh, decides that this, this really is not said the best way it can be articulated, uh, pay attention to that. Don't be, don't be proud mm-hmm. of your work. Be proud when it's finished, but keep an open mind as you go through. Very good. Very good. In speaking with another author one day, I've learned from that author that she tends to use positive expression. Now, every author has their own way of doing certain things. When it comes to putting your words on paper to become a book, do you have any particular way of doing it? Do you set a regiment as to how many pages or how many words you will write for a session every time you sit down to write? No, 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 I don't. Uh, I, I I write uh, when the uh, when I feel like I've got I've I got what I want to say. Uh, okay. 
locked into my brain, and then I'll write it. Uh, okay. A lot of a lot of my story uh, I, I, I've thought through uh, while I was going to sleep at night or woke up in the middle of the night uh, uh, and thought about things then. I see. Uh, but I, okay. I do not have any well, set. Nothing, sure. nothing set sure. in concrete. Okay, good, good. Authors are human beings, and each one is different. Some people decide they're going to write until they get two chapters done. Some will say, okay, I'll just do 10, 10 paragraphs or whatever it is. So different strokes are different folks. Okay. Now yes. let's turn for a minute and look at some of the other authors that you have been exposed to in your lifetime. You mentioned some at the top of the show, but could you repeat it? What would be or who would be your favorite authors? I, I think I think my very my very most favorite author is Larry McMurtry, uh, and on and close okay. on his heels is John Grisham. John Grisham, yes, okay. I'm familiar with John, but the McNulty, what does he write? What, Larry McMurtry. Larry McMurtry is a Texan. He wrote his first book uh-huh. was a book called The Last Picture Show. Uh, he wrote Terms of Endearment, uh, and, and and he wrote what, in my opinion, is the very best novel I've ever read, and that's one called Lonesome Dove, which was written in the 1980s. So his books sound like they became movies. Uh, is that the same author? Lonesome Dove uh, became a movie. Terms yes. of Endearment became a movie. Yes. The Last Picture yes. Show was yes. a, became a movie. Yes. Yes, that's what I thought. Okay. Didn't recognize the name, but I recognize the movie. <laughs> that's where I okay. come from. What am I focused on? Very uh, good. Okay. Okay. Well, we said earlier, before we get to the end of the show, we would like to have you tell our audience again where your books are available and how to make and get a hold of them. Okay. Uh, I'll repeat. My books can uh, can be purchased directly from me. Uh, at uh, just by writing me an email at Bob Malinak M A L I N A K at Yahoo dot com, or they can be purchased through Amazon. Okay. What about your Facebook page? Would you like folks to meet you on Facebook and contact you there too? That that can be done as well. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, we'll make it accessible for folks to find you and get their hands on your book. That's the whole purpose of having an author write a book so that folks can know where to find it and how to get it. Okay. Well, okay. in the few minutes we have remaining, can we address some issues or some points that you might have for our new and upcoming authors? What suggestions or tips might you have for them in the next two minutes or so we have remaining? Well, the the first one, and I've, this is this is repeating myself. In my opinion, is paramount that uh, the author writes uh, about things that he or she knows about uh, intimately. Sure. Uh, that that sure. and and again, this is my opinion. Uh, I, I think that if you people stray beyond that intimate knowledge of what they want to write about, they they get off the track, and uh, uh, during the course of, of, of writing, they get blocked and uh, are just unable to uh, come to a conclusion. 
Okay. Uh, okay. I don't have any other particular uh, suggestions except that uh, keep uh, don't let it sit too long without working on it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've been on, on these books. I've uh, I've gone a day or two or three without writing a page. Uh, but at times during those three days that I haven't been writing, I've been thinking about what I've written okay. and maybe how it can be changed uh, to better it and uh, <laughs> and uh, things like that. So you weren't physically, <clears throat> pardon me, you weren't physically writing, but you were mentally editing in your head. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all part of the, the same game. I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us and share not only your book, Ricky Braddock's Roadblock, but to share some tips for our audience who may be new and aspiring audiences, audience members. So thank you well, very much for taking time out of your day. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Can't thank you enough. It's my pleasure. It's been my pleasure, and I thank you. I hope when you're ready to promote your second book, give us a call. We'd be more than happy to help you get the word across, okay? Well, uh, what I really want is for people to read Roadblocks, and when they, after they've read it, they've got to read uh, When the Road Ends to find out how the story uh, plays out. Fantastic. Okay, Bob, thank you very much. We're just about out of time. Take care now. Thank you, Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. You're welcome.